Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When you hear the stories of what is going on in Ukraine, it just makes me so grateful to live in a country where I feel safe and protected and free and... um that God forbid something did happen if our country were under attack, that we would be able to defend ourselves. And we have so many things here in America. It makes me feel uh, we live in the greatest country in the world. I was telling my children that there are copies of the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution hanging in our mudroom, because this is the greatest country in the world. And uh, (laughs) I want to always remind my children of that. But this highlights it's so much. Uh, but not everybody is enjoying all of the freedoms and all of the abundance, even living in America. In fact, David shared with me a story this morning of a conversation that he was having at church night last night. And I said, you know what, sweetie, you got to share that on the air because I, because um, it's a story that we should all hear, David. So please, if you could give us a little background. Sure. Well, yeah, we started talking about Ash Wednesday because yeah. that was mm-hmm. uh, th- that was last night, which means it's 40 days, well, really 40 plus the Sundays until we celebrate Easter in the Christian faith. And mm-hmm. at my church last night, we did have an Ash Wednesday service, but our youth ministry, which I'm involved in, um, we take the first Wednesday of every month to do a service night. So, you know, a, a few hundred teenagers and leaders meet at our church and then get in vans and cars and whatever and drive out to a place to serve, to uh, serve a meal to a homeless person or to make blankets for people that need it or, or, or whatever it happens to be. And I'm, I get to help lead some of these experiences. And through that, I heard two stories last night. I'll just share them both briefly. But one was a gentleman in our church who's from Liberia, and he shared his dramatic story of almost dying and not dying. And then he got to immigrate to the U.S., and now he lives here and goes to our church. And he shared that in Liberia, where he's from, uh, about half of the families in that country live on a dollar or less a day and typically only eat one meal a day. And that's the reality in a lot of places in the world. But let that sink in. A a dollar or less a day, and you're eating one meal a day. And that it breaks my heart so much. And I know that that's the truth, you know, more places than it's not. And then I I returned to our church, and I was hearing somebody else share a story about some of our teenagers that went to a mobile home park in the North Metro. And they're doing some activities and a snack and helping some students with some of their homework that live in a a low-income area. And some of the kids that showed up to this activity night led by our students 
were like eating handfuls and handfuls of animal crackers that we had, you know, just mm-hmm. whatever dumb snack that we happened to bring. And the reason I didn't think about that, the reason was that some of those kids didn't have dinner that night because mm. it's a random Wednesday night, in, you know, 20 minutes from where I stand here in Minneapolis. And some of our kids right here in Minnesota didn't have dinner last night. And instead they ate four or five handfuls of animal crackers and, and that was all they get. And, it, I mean, usually that breaks my heart, but honestly, last night it made me so angry that mm. we hear stories mm. of oligarchs, you know, in their yachts gunning for some island where they won't have their things seized. And we hear about a $9 billion um, budget surplus, surplus right here in Minnesota and all over the world. There's plenty in so many areas. And even if you just come down to food, there's enough food. We hear this all the time. There's plenty of food in the world and plenty of food here in Minnesota. And Mm -hmm. yet there's still children that go without meals all around the world and right stinking here in the Twin Cities. And it makes me so angry that we're fighting wars and arguing about Mm -hmm. what to do with billions of dollars when there's an eight-year-old eating animal crackers for dinner. And I just mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm ashamed and angry that that's the world I live in. I get that. I, I, I thought about that too. I know we've authorized – the U.S. has authorized $10 billion in aid going to Ukraine, and they need it, and they should have it. And I thought to myself, like, oh, well, g- good to know that we had $10 billion that was available b- – that made available. And again, I'm glad it's going there. I, I think those people need it. But I also think that there is money mm-hmm. to feed – these kids yeah. from Maple Grove, from other neighboring cities. So, I mean, thank God th- the church and often churches mm-hmm. and synagogues and mosques and, and charitable organizations fill in the, the, the cracks for that, mm-hmm. like Second Harvest Heartland that we do our – a radiothon with, or or United or Union Gospel Mission that helps uh, the folks that are adults that are in, in need or in danger. And thank God that there are things like that. But there is enough food for everybody mm-hmm. to eat. It just has to get to the right places organizationally. It has to go from A to B. And yeah. and those kids won't be in that situation. Yeah. There's enough food and there's enough money. We're just not doing a good enough job yeah. Yeah. getting it to where it needs to go. Yeah, yeah. and I look at – I tell you uh, – go ahead. I just say I look Please. at the you know rich and famous and organizations and, and you know we're all touting the things we do to help. And I think that's good and we do a lot to help. But then I turn around and you see the eight-year-old that doesn't have food. And I go, like, where's the disconnect when the richest people in our world are getting richer and richer and richer and poverty still exists? Like, what what, mm-hmm. what are we doing? So mm-hmm. It's something. And broken. you know what else? This, 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 uh, when, when we have war or, or you know, a, a crisis, a global crisis, people are so good. And I really see that goodness amplified so much that people are starting, you know, um, if, you know, GoFundMe's and and they're giving money to or, uh, already established organizations and I think that that's fantastic. All of that's fantastic, but it's also a good reminder, David, that um, we should keep that spirit all the time because yeah. people are suffering all Indeed. around us all the time. Indeed. And and th- and I the reason I asked you to tell that story is because we need to shine a light on that too. Those people are often in the shadows and we don't know that they might be suffering. But it's a good reminder to give to food banks or maybe reach out to a student or a neighbor that maybe you suspect. Um, is is suffering. So um, charity begins at home too.
Indeed. Thank you, David, for Indeed. sharing that story. I appreciate it. And, and, and just to show how there are two sides of every coin, Todd Walker is going to be joining us next. And we're going to do a segment on all of the fun things that people can do in Minneapolis-St. Paul for the next weekend and how to spend money or how to eat something new and something different. So um, we got to do both on this show. So thank you for balancing that out. Todd Walker is next. Welcome back, everyone. You can check out the WCCO Facebook, the WCCO Twitter, and you can see Todd Walker. And if you're wondering where in the world is Todd Walker, David and I are super jealous. Not only does he have a beer in hand, but he's kind of in our happy place. You're in Colorado, aren't you? I am. I'm actually at the Breckenridge Brewery right here at the uh, Denver Airport. Just landed about half an hour ago, and I'm getting ready to do Vail, Breckenridge, Beaver Creek, Copper Mountain. Yeah, so I'm going to be skiing and uh, taking on all the other runs in the next couple of days. Well, we are going to miss you here in and around the Twin Cities, but I know you have fun things for us to do here at home. Yeah, I got to tell you, this is the weekend for hockey because not only are the Minnesota Wild playing on Sunday, but it is the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament as well. And there's some great teams that are going to be playing. And so downtown St. Paul is going to be packed. And then, of course, it's also the beginning of the fish fries season. So our listeners have been so great to be able to share some of their favorite fish fries. So each week we're going to profile one or two of the fish fries. And you can actually go out and check some of them out for yourself at the link that we're going to be sharing, which is mspmag.com slash fish fry. So it'd be and good. you have some suggestions from our listeners, right? I love yes. looking at those, and I want to start with that, okay? Yeah, uh, the, the one that came out today uh, was Ryan Fighter, and he is went to the newly reopened uh, Gray Duck, downtown St. Paul, which is right by the courthouse. And he said, this is a fish fry you absolutely have to come down and experience because they use Grey Duck vodka in their batter. And he says it's amazing. So I'm going to head down. I'm going to give it a shot, try it. And he said it's a family recipe uh, for the coleslaw or the tartar sauce. So I will let you know how it is. But that's definitely one of them to check out uh, amongst many other throughout the cities of St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah, well, you know, I'm partial to another vodka, but I'm sure that this is uh, Yes. Well, you know what? I'm thinking maybe we should use your vodka next year in one of the, in one of the batters, don't you think? Just saying. Just saying, handsome husband, you know, knows a thing. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a sip of my beer here Please. because you guys, I'm in, and I'm in vacation mode. I'm getting ready to ski like every single day for the next five days. So, and oh. I know you were just out here, Jordana. I was. I was staying with my dear friend Julia, and we love to snowboard Beaver Creek. Uh, and and the conditions were terrific. So I wish the same for you. Be safe. But it's 66 you're... degrees. Oh. It's so warm here. I completely oh, packed like wrong. Yeah. I know it's going to be very, it's 66 degrees. I have two different uh, uh, outdoor jackets to wear skiing. So we'll see how it is. But yes, I, I packed you with a number yeah. of different things. Let me that jump are in. Going because I weekend. think one of the greatest events that Minneapolis St. Paul puts on is the food and wine fest. And that is yes. happening this weekend. This is, it's like an upscale event. It's pricey, but it's extraordinary. So yes, tell us about it. It's put on by Minnesota Monthly, and it is a great event. You're absolutely right. It's $90 to get in, and you basically walk in the door. They hand you a, a, a wine glass, and you walk the entire upper corridor of the uh, 
target field and everything from every types of food you can even imagine to wines from around the world basically and then they have beer stations and so you just pay one price and i'm just saying get a designated driver because it is hard to get out of there without being a little bit tipsy, but it's great fun. It's Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like I said, $90 to get in and you will leave with a full stomach and um, probably have a little bit of a headache the next day. <laughs> and that's why God made Uber. That's so right. Exactly. Safe. Exactly. That's right. You absolutely have to be safe on that one. Tell me about the Bluegrass Festival. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are really into bluegrass, and and it seems like this category of music has just expanded and is growing. And so they, at the Crown Plaza Hotel, downtown Minneapolis, this is their annual bluegrass weekend. I have never been, but uh, I spent some years working at a uh, music conservatory, and so I have some friends in the area, and they said... This is such a great festival. So it is $35. They have different performances that go on. They have different workshops. So you will be able to, you know, uh, enhance your skill set in bluegrass. But it's fun. So it's Saturday from 1030 until 6 o'clock. And it's well attended. And it's a great time. And it's also what I think is a big sign of spring, the home and garden show. It, yeah. I mean, this is so, amazing. this is so much fun. I, I think this will be the first year that I am, have been gone this weekend of the food and wine, which I've always gone to. I usually try to go man on Sunday and then I go to the home and garden show on Saturday. It's just a fun packed weekend with so many different things, but the home and garden show is at the Minneapolis convention center. And this is an annual event. Now they have not uh, been downtown Minneapolis for the last two years because of the pandemic. So this should be a great, great show because everybody's pulling out the stops. It's totally reasonable to get in. It's $12 for adults. They have an idea home in the middle. So you can walk into the idea home with different designers that have done different rooms Plus, they have an outdoor living space. So if you really want to get some inspiration for gardening, for home decor, home design, this is definitely the place to be. Yeah, I love just walking around there. The flowers are out. There's all sorts of inspiration everywhere. It feels like spring when you walk around there. The gardens are out, the patios are out. I I want to give you a little bit of an insider's tip. The last day of the show, at the very end of the show, they, they want to sell all the flowers, all the trees. So anything that they've brought in on trucks. So you go down there and it is at a third of the price. So if you have some landscaping, Uh, that you're thinking of doing around your house or you want some beautiful flowers, it's the place to go. And people literally show up with wheelbarrows. They come on in and because nobody, I mean, think of these landscapers from around the state of Minnesota. They don't want to haul all this stuff back to their, uh, to their nurseries. So head, head down there on Sunday. That is an awesome tip. I love that. And I've already posted all of Todd's suggestions on the Paul and Jordana Facebook page. So you can see all the links. You can see all the times you can see everything there, but, but Todd, we have about a minute or two left and I wanted you to weigh in on our next segment. Okay. Okay. So this is a, um, a question that I pulled from the ethicist. And I thought that this was, we're going to ask for calls and texts in our next segment, but this is how it goes. Listen to this. This person writes, I'm 80 and in good health. I have two grown daughters, both in their 50s, and a lovely granddaughter in her teens. A few years ago, I made my will for my estate and divided everything equally between those three survivors. We now have opposite political views. I am distraught by this and have considered changing my will and leaving it all to a good cause. So she's asking the ethicist if it's okay to 
because of their opposite political views, and I'm not saying which one's which, but I'm saying, is it okay that this woman um, omit her children from her will because of their political oh, views? What would you say? Absolutely not. I don't even have to like uh, think about this decision. This is a lifelong decision. Political views can change. Uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen over the years. Making a decision to give it to a charity is going to be an absolute uh, deal, something to deal with for the rest of their lives. No, nope. give the money to the kids. There you go. Todd Walker weighed in. I may or may not agree with you on this well, one, but we are going to have this debate on the air. But it's time for you to go, honey. Right. You finish your beer, get your skis on, enjoy your time. I will. And I'm going to listen to your comments uh, online right now. So I'm going to be anxious to hear. You're the best. All right. Have a great time. And All be right, safe. Thank you. You got it. So let's weigh in on that question. I'm going to take your calls and I'm going to take your texts. Our phone number is 651-461-9226, 651-461-WCCO. I want to know if this person, would it be okay to cut her children out of her will because of their extreme opposite political views? We're going to talk about that next on CCO. So what do you do with the dough? I saw this article. I love reading. Um, I love reading uh, questions, you know, questions to columnists. People have moral dilemmas, advice that they want. So I re- was reading The Ethicist uh, for you to, a few days ago, whatever it was. And this woman writes, I, I, at least I'm assuming it's a woman. Uh, she writes this. I'm 80 and in very good health. I have two grown daughters, both in their 50s and a lovely granddaughter in her teens. A few years ago, I made a will for my estate to to be divided equally between those three survivors. We now, years later, have completely opposite political views. I am distraught by this and have considered changing my will and leaving it all to a good cause. From Anonymous. And I thought, oh boy. Oh, boy. There was more to the letter. You know, the the person was concerned. Uh, she was concerned that if she left it to them, that they might use to donate to that some of that money to donate to political causes that were against what she believed in, this woman. And that made me think, gosh, you know, it's it's her money. If she doesn't, if she's afraid that it's going to go to a cause that she finds wrong or abhorrent or whatever, you know, that might give me pause too. And it's her freaking money. So she can do whatever she wants with it. Now, as a mother, I would, of course, want whatever's left over. I plan on spending it, but whatever's left over, I would want it to go to my kids. You know, we all want to be able to take care of our kids or leave them a gift or help them out in their life. I, I imagine that's the end game. Um, but she was making an interesting argument. And I thought, you know what? It's her money. She gets to do whatever she wants with it. So um, I did read the ethicist answer, and we can certainly talk about that. But I, I'm, I'm throwing it out there for you, my friends. Calls and texts right now. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. We are taking calls. I am reading your texts. What do you think she should do? Is it okay if she cuts them all out of the will? I certainly wouldn't tell them that you're cutting them all out of the will, right? You want to have the last good few years together. But um, 
what should she do? For me, for Jordana, my opinion, if I was the advice columnist, I'd say, girlfriend, you do what you want. It is okay. That is your money. If you want to leave it to a charity, go nuts. If you want to leave it to your kids, even better. I, whatever. Whatever you want to do with that money, that is your money. So if there's some left, she should use it in good health. She's 80. You know, she should use it in good health. But she should also be able to do with whatever the heck she wants. And it's okay if you do not want to leave it to your kids. So uh, let's see some of your texts. Hold on. I have to go back because the text line is going nuts. Hey, guys, give the money to charity. Let the kids earn their own money. Okay, there's that. Uh, political views change over time, this texter writes. I was very liberal and becoming more conservative because I think the world is getting too liberal. So I don't think they should make a rash decision and leave everybody out of the will. Fair enough. And and you know what, Texter, thank you for saying that because people do change and times change and needs change and views change and it's okay to change. It's okay if you were one thing one day and then you learned something and you're something the other day. That's okay. When you know better, you do better and that's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jor, I would definitely give the majority of the inheritance to a good charity and a token gift to the others. No explanation. An explanation needed. She actually owes them nothing. S in New Hope. Thank you, S in New Hope. There you go. Uh, this texter says, no, Jordana, political views have nothing to do with family and wills. I would never judge my adult children because I raised them to think for themselves. I would not buy their loyalty to my views. So I don't know what that means. So leave it, leave the money to them or, or not leave the money to them. Hmm. Oh, hey, Jordana, it's still the parents' money. Get real. Okay, so they, they get to do whatever they want with it. Absolutely. Um, Jordana, this is what is wrong with our world. People can't agree to disagree. It disgusts me that we would basically disown our children forever having a different political view. No wonder there is hate and war in our world when we don't value and love our own family and allow politics to tear apart family. Um, that is not what happened to this woman. She said that she loves them. She has a relationship with them. They just don't talk politics. But she was afraid that her money might go to causes that she didn't agree with. That's what she was saying. But she still has a relationship with her two grown daughters and her and her teenage granddaughter. So that's that was definitely a thing. Uh, Tim's in Bloomington. Tim, you want to jump in here? What do you think? Well, I, I think the last text you read pretty much stated it. Yeah, it's for money. But she's telling her kids that they don't have a right to uh, an opinion. And that if they don't have her opinion, there's a penalty. Uh, that's a total wrong message to send. Um, I don't care if she still has a relationship. The message is real clear. If you don't do what I do, you don't get anything. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Tim in Bloomington. If you don't do what I do, you don't get anything. Yeah, I, I, I think the idea that money, I think money is mucking this up, that there's any money left. I think the woman is living the way she wants to live by still having a relationship with this family. You know, I mean, if you take the money out of it, she still has a relationship with her daughters and a good one, according to the letter. They they just don't talk about politics. They don't talk about the things they disagree on, but there's plenty of other things to talk about. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, money money messes everything up, my friends, right? Money always gets in the way of stuff. But um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear everybody's views. 651-461-9226. I'm taking your calls and taking your 
text. Uh, let's see. Let me get back to the text line here. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Jordana, it is our money. I would just consider it still given to the kids. I agree with you, Jordana. It's our money. That said, I would just still con- I would consider it giving to the kids. Okay, that's fine. Absolutely. Jordana, my father-in-law also feels the same. He doesn't want to leave money to my sister-in-law because he thinks she'll support causes he disagrees with. Right. So, so, but it's his money, right? You're not donating that money to, to causes that you disagree with. And and what if that were what if what if that were true? What if let let's let's go under the assumption that were true. The the daughters let's say to her, well, after you die, I'm going to donate it all to X charity, and that person totally disagrees with that charity. Then you don't she shouldn't leave them the money if she doesn't want the money to go there. If they're going to pay off their mortgage or send their kid to college, totally different story. But maybe they say to her, yeah, I'm going to donate it to this political cause or that. Who knows? You want to jump in, David? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I didn't formulate an opinion until just as we're talking about it here. So I'm happy mm-hmm. to be have my opinion changed. But I, I think there's a difference between, and I don't know what the number is, but between giving, you know, having an inheritance that goes to your kids, that's mm-hmm. a nice boost. That's a, oh, I can pay a few bills or I can put mm-hmm. a down payment on a house or whatever, something like that. I think there's a difference between that and life-changing money that, oh, well, now I don't have to work or now or whatever. I think there's a big mm-hmm. difference there. And I think yeah. parents should hope to set up their kids well, to be able to, you know, if you want, buy them a first car and help with that education and help with that down payment and leave them something at the end. But I think there's a difference between that and leaving millions and millions of dollars. And if you're, you know, in passing on the money that's, oh, it's going to help them. And then they have to make that decision and they go, well, instead of getting the new house, I'm convicted enough about this cause that I'm going to put that house Mm. money towards the cause, then sure, do it. But if you're donating the millions and millions and millions and then or or inheriting that, and then that's going to the political party, that that feels different. So Mm. I think that woman um, that's facing this issue, I think she should put a lot of it towards a cause she wants and then give some to her kids and not care, not care what they do with it. Because whatever you you give to them, it needs to be no strings attached, but it doesn't need to be life-changing money. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, David. And also, David, I really appreciate that you said you didn't have an opinion, you stayed quiet, you thought about it. Then you offered your opinion. Thank you. It's okay to think about. And I've been, I've been mulling this question over in my head, too, because I came across it like two days ago. And I was thinking, okay, what would I feel about this? What would I feel about that? You know, I, it's, it's good to take a moment. We don't have to jump on everything. It's good to take a moment uh, to think about all of this. Uh, this texter writes, Jor, what is the intended result? Do the family members know they're being cut out? Manipulation, control, punishment. She'll be dead and not know how they feel. But what a sad legacy. Interesting that, yeah, you're right. She'll be dead. I don't know that she's telling them. It didn't say that she's going to tell them whether or not she's cutting them out. That didn't say that in the question. Um, but, But this is similar to what the ethicist did answer. And right after we take this caller, I'll share with you what she said. Dave's from Hastings. Hey, Dave, what do you think about this? I think uh, the lady's basically insane and is showing what the entire issue with this country is in a nutshell. It's, we're so polarized and so pulled to our political beliefs that you're literally saying, my life savings that I was going to split up equally, I'm not going to give to you because you don't agree with me politically. And for her to say that she's worried that they're going to donate that money to a political party, that's nonsense. 
she completely thinks that they don't have her opinion, therefore they're going to get punished. I, I can't see mm. something more preposterous than I've ever heard. Interesting opinion, Dave. Thank you for calling. And, and Dave, you're echoing some of what the ethicist said. In response to this, the ethicist did say, "Don't you shouldn't not leave them the money as a punishment. It shouldn't be a punishment. If you want to leave them money, you should do it because they're your kids and you love them and you worked hard for that money and you're trying to help them out. It shouldn't be for a punishment whether or not they are going to use the money however they're going to use the money. You know, that should not be your legacy, punishment. But she did say, if you know for a fact that the money is going to a cause that maybe you disagree with or, or you feel badly about, um, like what David said, donate some of your money to your own cause and appreciate that and leave them some other money. And then, you know, they can make that decision one way or the other. But maybe like David said, it's not millions and millions and millions of dollars to prop up a political organization. Maybe it's just uh, a token of I love you. And here's a little help with maybe a down payment or rent or whatever, whatever it is. So that's what the ethicist said to not look at the money as a reward or punishment, and then make a decision that way. But again, that's why you write letters to the ethicist, because you don't know the answer and you don't know what to do and you could use some advice. And these are hard questions. These are, they are, they're hard questions when it comes to money and family. Oy, 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 that gets crazy. So um, that's why it piqued my interest. And I appreciate you chiming in with your opinions. I'll keep them going. I see a bunch of your texts. I totally see them. We can uh, get to them, but we have to take a quick break because Maxie is up next. So we'll talk a little sports next. Mike Max of Sports is brought to us by the John Schuster Group at Coldwell Banker Real Estate. Hey, Mikey, where are you? At TV. Oh, you're over, you're over in the Shelby Closet. They still call the it Shelby that? Closet. That's my studio now. It's a closet, but now we call That's it a studio. <laughs> Please, I work out of my bedroom. That's I know, it. man. Since COVID <laughs> came, this was in place, and so I took it. But it literally uh, was a storage closet, and we put a couple yeah. of, um, oh, what do you call it, like uh, foam around it so that it absorbs the, mm-hmm. whatever it is they do mm-hmm. for studios. So now it's called a studio. Yeah. Now, now it's called studio. Looks Don a lot Shelby like a would closet. be proud. <laughs> what are you working on today, my friend? Where you been? It's the wrestling tournaments in play, the, the ah, team yes. meets, look out for St. Michael Albertville, Stillwater. Uh, Simley looked good. Uh, Willie Short doing an outstanding job there. Um, the uh, There's two games. Uh, the uh, uh, Wild play Philadelphia tonight. The Philadelphia coached by Mike Yo, their former coach. Uh, and Chuck Fletcher is the general manager of Philadelphia, and they have not had a lot of success out there. So this is a get-healthy day uh, for the Minnesota Wild. They've been through the trenches. They, they, they've gotten mm-hmm. beat up a little bit, uh, quite a bit, uh, by these Canadian teams. And now they get to play Philadelphia and Buffalo. Uh, you know, any given day they could beat the Wild too, but they certainly are not of the caliber of Calgary and Toronto, and that's what they got the next two nights. Mm, yeah, a lot of lot of hockey happening uh, over this weekend, and uh, apparently, Gopher men's basketball lost last night to Maryland. Not even apparently, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading the notes that David put in here for me. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> no, Jameson Battle scored 39 points. He's outstanding, uh, but they lost the game to Maryland, and a lot of they look the same as. Um, Oh yeah, most of the Gopher games this year look about the same. They they're competitive. They give you a good shot. They just don't mm-hmm. have enough at the end. The last five minutes of the game, the other team takes over and they win the game. Yeah. That's what happened last night. So uh, people are not dissatisfied with Ben Johnson his first year because they've okay. seen 
what he's put together on short notice. It's just that, you know, it's like, oh, man, if they could just get over the hump a couple times here, they could have some real feel-good wins, and they mm. can't quite get over the hump. Mm. Hey, uh, next in, in my next segment, I am going to talk to some folks from New Prague. Uh, they have a very sad situation there, obviously, with uh, the chance taunting uh mm-hmm taunting other players uh, that of different racial backgrounds. There have been notes in schools from players. Do you have any insight into this? Do you have any insight into that team or that coach? I, I, not co- I, I know their superintendent real well, Tim Dittburner. Okay. I've known him for 30 years. He, he was a great coach at uh, LeSueur, and then he was at South oh. St. Paul, which is a very diverse uh, um uh, back, you know, in terms of student body, mm-hmm. uh, and then out to New Prague, and 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 I just know that. Uh, I mean, Tim was a tough guy, football player, Gustavus. He's not going to take this, and he hasn't. He's got a three-step plan in place uh, oh. to get it done. What what always mm-hmm. concerns me, Jordana, is let's root out the people that were um, uh, the tormentors. Let's, let, let's yes. find the people that are guilty, but but let's not stain the entire community with. Uh, mm-hmm. the fact that we've got a couple of knuckleheads out there uh, that do mm-hmm. something like this. And, and I hope that's the case. I hope that's what they get to with this. And then put some, you know, put some plans in place, I guess, so that uh, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't think in 2022 that students would need to be told uh, you right. know, what, what's right. racially acceptable and what's not. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, but, you know, you see what happened at Prior Lake and, um, yeah. and on and on. And, uh, you know, just um, uh, Prior Lake a couple times now, the students walked out, et cetera. Um, so I would hope that, you know, I guess sometimes you need to do a reset. Maybe we assume I guess. the kids know more than they do. But I guess, you know, I'd be profoundly disappointed in my kids if they didn't know, um, you know, what's not acceptable. And, and uh, I know. You know. You know what I mean? And for me, sports, and, and maybe for you too, sports always seem to be the great equalizer. Oh, it's Everybody's the best. equal yeah, on the, the Yeah, yes, like yes, it, it yes. brings together people and it's, it black, is I'm unifying. Your, Let's go play, you know? We're playing. We have the same I, goal. I we're working as a team. It's just the great equalizer. And it's just, it's sad when this affects, uh, I, I'm not naive to think that it hasn't happened in the past and, or won't continue, but I don't know. It's just, it don't, don't taint sports that way. That's supposed to be the unifier. Yes, and, and you're suppo- what you're supposed to gain when uh, a team goes when, when uh, uh, Larry McKenzie's great at Minneapolis North. He takes his team to East Grand Forks, so they come here every year and they develop mm. this kind of social media pen pal. And there's no black kids on the uh, East Grand Forks team. That's why they go there, you know. That's right. And and, That's right. and, and, and vice versa. And and, and then yeah. they have a meal afterwards with each other. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, beautiful. I mean, and that and that's you know that's the best case example of, of why yeah, you absolutely. know what you can do with sports, and and to see and and I don't know who the perpetrators are, and I don't know how many of them are, are adults mm-hmm. and how many of them are students in the New Prague situation. But I hope somebody gets theirs, you know? Yeah. All right, Mikey, you're the best. We'll be listening tonight. Thank you so much. Get out of the closet, my friend. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) thank you. Uh, (laughs) That is what we're talking about. And we will speak with somebody from the Giesenbrau Beer Company, the brewery, who took a stand on Facebook against this racism. Next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.